Lovely girls. It's been a while. It has been a while. Should we call this series two? I think we should. Yeah. Big Girls 2.0. Yeah. This is a podcast about big, well, being a big girl. Yeah. Big girls, for big girls, for anyone who wants to listen. But yeah, we're, we're back. We're here to take, have another go at our much loved podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Zen. I'm Ellie. Um, so I think we're just going to get straight into it. And for our first segment, and I think we're going to continue this every week, mm-hmm. is to talk about big, being a big girl mm-hmm. and put a, shine a light on one specific yeah. big girl that we're loving. Yeah. Who's like a celebrity or someone in the public eye or yeah. just an icon for big girls. Yeah. Big girl icon of the week. I'm. I know who my big girl is this week, and it is Princess Diana. Oh, I yes. think she definitely was a big girl. Yeah. And when I say Princess Diana was a big girl, I mean a she was a big girl. Like when we say big girl, we don't mean oh like she's messy. Oh, she's a fucking big girl. Yeah, like that's not what we mean. We mean like I feel like. We get it, like we both, because we're both like five foot eight ish. I mean, how I'm, much are you? You're not five foot eight. I'm. What do you think I am? Well, I'm five ten. I'm five foot eight. Why yeah. do I feel like we're the same height? You are slightly taller okay. than me, but but you are. We're, I thought I was five foot seven, but I'm five foot eight. Yeah. But anyway, a princess Diana. I think she was quite tall. Mm. She was quite a tall gal. Yeah. Um. And there's certain things I think tall girls have to just... I think we have this element of, like, self-consciousness. 100%. And the more and more I think about it, it's because we live in this world where men are supposed to be the macho one and they're supposed to be the bigger person in a relationship if you are in, like, a heterosexual relationship. Like, I don't know, that's just what it is. But that, But we're both big girls... Yeah. And we kind of realised that. Like, when you meet another big girl, you know. And I think Princess Diana, if I was lucky enough to ever meet her, I'd be like, yeah, we're both big girls and we know it. It's an energy. So I think you don't even necessarily need to be, like, tall to Mm -hmm. be a big girl. But Mm -hmm. I think for the sake of this conversation, specifically, if you are a tall more taller than average girl Mm -hmm. you will generally have always have that big girl energy Mm -hmm. and I think because you do grow up feeling like a bit weird because Mm -hmm. you you are taller or you you generally tall girls like you've always been a tall person you've always been a tall person within like growing up whatever um but she just brings that energy yeah do you know what I mean like just she's just a badass as well yeah. like she is a badass and I, th- I think because from being a child or a girl growing up mm-hmm. being tall or a big girl you and having that self like not being that confident or feeling big and like yeah. like you're sticking out in the crowd mm. you learn to be more confident in in a way even if it's a false confidence because you have yeah. to yeah because whether it's because people assume you, that you're older than you are because mm-hmm. you're taller or people assume that you are just because you literally take up yeah. more space yeah it's so weird isn't yeah. it 
It is such a weird concept. So you kind of live up to that. It's like almost a self-fulfilling prophecy of being yeah. big. Yeah. But Princess Diana, so she, yeah. What, she so is just an icon. A, like, she was in one of the most, I guess, talked about relationships ever. I thought you were going to say she was in The Crown. <laughs> I mean, she was in The Crown too. What a show. Um, <laughs> I always loved Princess Diana. Like, and I was very young when she died, but I was very aware of the fact that everyone loved her. And, like, she died on my around my birthday. It might have been the day before or the day after. I remember everyone was really sad around my birthday and I was like, oh my God, it's my birthday and Aww. everyone's really sad. Obviously, it's not about me. I didn't understand the whole whatever. But like, no, I think she, she just had an energy and it makes me really sad. Like, I get so sad thinking about the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, she was an icon for me. In so many ways. So let's break that down so she was an icon because well she was princess diana yeah she had some great outfits as well 100 percent. amazing mother i mean this is just from an the outside crown. perspective <laughs> and, and the crown i mean no i've done a lot of you know since we're watching the crown i've done a lot of my own research yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um she yeah she had a great wardrobe she was a good mom like she also was like, you know how me and you are like very into, not theatrics, but like we're quite theatrical yeah. people. She she would have been, she would have been on the karaoke. 100%. You know what I mean? Like she would have loved a karaoke She sesh. was a theatre girl. She Absolutely. loved performing and like, I think that's mm -hmm. another element of being a big girl. I've always loved performing and yeah. I love musical theatre, but I've always felt really self-conscious doing it as well yeah. because I'm like, oh, I'm not like... I feel so, I feel big, yeah. so I feel like I stand out. Oh, I could also, there was another person that I wanted to choose from this big girl segment, and I had this, this was the one I originally had in my head the earlier. Okay, a big girl I had in mind that was inspirational for me is Miranda. Miranda yes. from Sex and the City. Yes. That was the one that I was She's like... Yes. She's totally a big girl. Yeah. And it's really weird because I was listening to something um, a while ago like that was talking about when I was younger and the first time I watched Sex and the City, I must have been like 18, 17, 18. Um, and I was like, Miranda, ugh, like no. like It wasn't about Miranda for me. She wasn't why I watched Sex and the City. But then this time around that I've been watching it, I've been like, Miranda. Mm, yes yeah like she has got this energy that's just like she knows what she wants she's powerful she's got a really good job she makes a lot of money but also she's just a bad bitch yeah she just i don't know and i also think that she isn't when i talk about big girls i think it's a concept or an idea of being a girl that isn't the ideal physical what you would expect in a girl. I know yeah. that sounds kind of shallow. The, like petite, like little. Yeah, like, oh when you think God, of Carrie Bradshaw, exactly. Yeah. She is like what I think people want in a girl. Hundred percent. And Miranda is what the reality. I used of... to think people did wanted yeah. didn't want in a girl or or whatever. Like, but now 
the older I've become, the more feminist I've become, the more woke mm -hmm. I'm using like hashtags, not hashtags, air quotes, air quotes, woke. Um, is Miranda is an icon? Like mm. she is just a badass, and yeah, I think we should talk about her more because yeah. you know what? She's a really good character in Sex and the City. She the thing is with Miranda is she isn't very likable, mm. and I think. She tells it how it is, though. That's exactly it. I think mm -hmm. she's at a point where she's like, do you know what? Like you said, and she knows what she wants. Mm -hmm. She knows how to get it. And yeah. she's just like, I'm just going to say... I, there's no pretense there. Yeah. She's just who she is. And the Whereas, more older you become, the more you get like that. I 100%. feel like when I was 18, I was a people pleaser. And I wanted you were a carry. You, yeah. you were trying to be a carry, but you weren't a carry. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you're so yeah. right. Yeah, I think I'm more. I think I'm a hybrid of Miranda and Samantha. Hundred percent. Samantha's like also a big girl. Samantha, yes, she is. She is. I would love if I'm mm -hmm. however old she is, in Sex and City. I don't even know. She is She's the oldest older, yeah. one. Um, I don't know how. Old. I she, know that in the movie she's going through menopause mm -hmm. in the second movie. Because she oozes, like, this feminine energy. Mm. Yeah, Samantha and Miranda are big girls. Mm. But that... Mir and Miranda and Diana are similar. Yeah. In, not just, like, haircut-wise. <laughs> but, like, in the public eye, Diana was always perceived as this, like, bubbly, lovely girl. Mm. And, like, everyone was like, oh, she's so nice. Yeah. But then also, people were like, oh... Well, maybe that's not true. But I also feel like she was also perceived a little bit of, like... Because she was against the norm of mm. what was expected of the roy like royalty. Yeah. She was very just... She did what was right for her. Mm -hmm. And she did what she want, needed to do. And, yeah. And that is such a big girl thing. Because you yeah. can't... Because the way I look at it, for, like me and you, on, for, on our level is... You can't not be like you. It's mm -hmm. like unapologetically yeah. a big girl. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I get, yeah, totally get what you mean. And I think, I don't know, I think that it's quite hard. I don't know, I feel like it's quite hard to verbally yeah. say. But, if, but we get it. Yeah, if you're listening and you're, you're you, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, you're a big girl, you will know. You'll know what we're saying. If there's just a quick interlude, if there's a change in audio at all, we have just moved from Zen's greenhouse <laughs> indoors because it started raining. I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of being in the greenhouse because it's usually really warm. Yeah. But it was pissing it down with yeah. rain, so... You can probably hear it for the first 10 minutes of this. Yeah. But it's all good. We're indoors now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 100%. Diana, uh, Miranda, big girls. Big girl energy. What, oh, who's yours? My big girl is Dolly Alderton. Mm. Uh, yes. And I really genuinely think, and you've said this to me before, but I seriously think that, sh hey Dolly, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you we would get on so well with her. Yeah. Everything she says, anything she's mm. written, anything that she's a part of, yeah. I love. It's so weird but she would be like 
if we said, yeah, you're a big girl, she'd know Ooh. exactly what we're talking about. She'd never having heard the term before, she yeah. would 100% be like, yeah. yeah, I'm a big girl. Yeah. With a you. Yeah. She is a big girl. Mm-hmm. She So for those that don't know, Dolly Alderton is an author... A write well, I mean the same thing, but she writes a journalist, mm-hmm. a big girl, a big girl. <laughs> She's just so fucking cool. Um, and m- most recently, she released a book called her first her first novel called Ghosts about um, basically what makes a novel. I think, or oh, maybe I'm wrong. So she'd released a book before that about Everything which was her, like her love. memoir. Okay. So it was her. It was based on her life. Right. Okay. Whereas the a no, novel debut novel, yeah, was it more about it was a, a fic, yeah, fictitious. So okay. it was about people like her own. She'd created the characters, um, and yeah, she's just awesome. Like she's she is. In her th- uh, like mid thirties, I think she, I think is single. Not that th- any of that make like matters or changes anything, but she just oozes like, mm. co- like again femininity, and yeah. I genuinely do think. But it's like a femininity, a twenty first century femininity. Mm. Like it's not like an a patriarchal how we've like no, been not at all you, yeah. know what I mean? you know what i mean but that's what i was gonna say like i feel like a part a, a, a characteristic of a big yeah. girl is that yeah you, yeah you you're that so femininity right. of like mm-hmm. the softness of like stereotypical feminine energy of like mm-hmm. being a woman but in the in like a, a modern way of mm. you're a bad bitch like yeah. it is it's different to like oh I'm gonna cook my husband a dinner like it's mm. a different sort of like mm-hmm. the, it's not a traditional feminine femininity yeah and I think she's just so cool um she has a podcast mm. with her friend who yeah Caroline O'Donoghue who's so also who an author that? um oh. yeah so I've been listening to her podcast as well um only got into the sentimental in the city version which was talking about like it was it was sex and city everyone should listen to it if it... yeah they do a podcast together about sex and the city for, for obviously the spin-off oh of her podcast and mm. they literally talk about so i've only listened to the first episode because i'm still on the first season of sex and the city and i don't want to listen to yeah you kind of have to list i even though i've seen the series the last time I saw it was last year at the beginning of the first lockdown. Yeah. I watched it then and I made Jack watch it with me. But even listening to this podcast, I've had to watch it along with yeah. it again. Because they go, they talk about like, obviously the that one episode is the whole series. So they go through each episode pretty much mm-hmm. or like talk about different like standout points of each yeah. of, of episodes within that series. Um. But yeah, eye opening. Yeah, like, do you know? I've been know, watching yeah. it. I'm watching the. First, I've listened to the first episode, and I'm still on the first series. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching episodes that they've talked about, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's I get so it. good. And do you know what's so interesting? Like before this, 
years ago I I started watching Sex and the City mm-hmm. like I think I watched one episode and I was like fuck this I was like this is sh- like this is shit this yeah. is like anti-feminist like really? this is, but now I'm like no yeah. this is pure gold like this to is to think that that was like early 2000s yes. as well like late 90s early 2000s mm. it's actually crazy like I was like so young then yeah but it's you can see like it's it is dated mm. like watching it yeah like, physically Absolutely. like it literally is dated like the, the the recording quality of it but it's weird because if you think about it like friends was around the same time yeah. and that didn't really i know it's two very different shows but friends didn't really explore those kind of things in a in a not the same all, way no, and, and not even touching on the same way but like yeah, it was very A lot of Friends level. was about relationships in some ways. Um, and based in New York as well, so... Yeah, that's so weird. So two completely and different... And I think Sex and the City is still a comedy, isn't it, really? It's like a yeah. chick flick yeah. comedy kind mm. of thing, I guess. Um, I was listening to the... Ricky Gervais has just brought out a new podcast with... I don't know who it is, but some person. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And... The, the first episode is, um, basically, it's Ricky asking this guy, who I'm assuming knows a lot, is mm. a smart guy. Um, and in this episode, he asks him about dreams and, like, like what is a dream, basically. Mm. But they get sidetracked and they start talking about, like, comedy and what, what it means for something to be funny. Mm. And they, they, Ricky made a really interesting point, which kind of relates, but he was like... The difference between something that's funny and something that's like a drama mm-hmm. is that within like Sex and the City, mm-hmm. there's like a realness to it because yeah. it's relatable. Oh, I'm not really. I I I'm not articulating this very well. I can't. I don't know. Okay. I was listening to it in the shower, and I was like, I need to remember this because it's. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like but sometimes you listen to things, and you're like, Oh my god! Yeah. Whoa. And yeah. it makes you have this realization, but then when you try and reiterate yeah. what it said, yeah. you're like, I literally don't know, but I know what it means. But the to older, me. I, yeah. But the older I get, the the harder I find it to to reiterate it. Yeah. But you know, it's weird because I think your brain is kind of like a little computer, and mm. it's like processing something and it's like it's processed something some information and that's gone into your being yeah yeah do you know what i mean because it's not just a knowing thing yeah you you almost adapt to that information as a human yeah yeah it's weird because like i was trying to tell you the other week about that book that i was reading yeah yeah and i definitely didn't do it justice in talking about what it was about for reference for this podcast, it was the K Tempest book called On Connection, which is about like the human <laughs> connection. And I'm not going to do it justice again, but and then I read the, the synopsis, yeah, and I knew, yeah. and I was like, um, I get it. It's annoying yeah. that you can't. I don't know. Maybe that's why we're not writers, well, or no, why we're not. Th- see, this is what I was going to say. I think speaking a truth or like re regurgitating that information because that's essentially mm. what it is mm-hmm. or regurgitating something that you've learned is much for me and I'm assuming for you is much more difficult than if I, if you were to give yeah, me a map and to write it down yeah. I think I could 
do it. Yeah, totally. But it's weird because when I write, I don't think about what I'm writing about. I just type. Yeah. And then I read it back and I'm like, oh, that actually mm-hmm. is, that makes a lot of sense. But it's weird because it's, it's so essentially weird. the same as talking. Because yeah. when you talk, you're not thinking about... It's so, so weird. weird. I, this is really weird, but I saw a meme the other day, and I know I'm talking about a meme, <laughs> but it was a meme about the notes in your phone. Your notes in your phone can literally go from oh my god the sunset tonight was so beautiful and like really serious like maybe a poem or like something you literally regurgitated in a minute of like feeling something to be in like shopping list <laughs> cabbages times two yeah honestly literally but that's, i maybe, could not relate to something yeah. more maybe we should make that a segment it's going go through f- our, ne- our last note. Yeah. Or mm. no, go to like a note. Okay. Of like, this yeah. is something I wrote four years ago. Oh, God. <laughs> that could be so... But th- th- this is what I mean by writing something yeah. down. You yeah. know when you feel it? Yeah. You write something... I literally hate looking at my notes because yeah. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, where was I when I was literally. writing this down? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But it, I didn't know that everyone else felt like yeah. that as well. And everyone else did that. Do they, though? I mean, there's a meme about it. <laughs> They've got to. Because I saw this and I was like, I literally relate to this yeah. so bad. And then I was like, but is everyone like this? And then I posted it and I had so many reactions on my Instagram stories. Like, oh, see, I thought I was... I, I gen- thought yeah, I, I was thought the only one. Too. <laughs> it That's is weird. so funny. It is weird. Um, I'm convinced that I was in my prime, like, mentally. Mm. I mean, in many ways, not. Like, in terms of, like, being mentally stable, absolutely not. Yeah. But in, like, in terms of, like, creativity. Yes, I know what you're I would saying. say four, four or five years ago, yeah. Same. I was in my prime. I could have been a best-selling author. Same. <laughs> I wish... I know. Same. Because <laughs> I've written... Like, I've written essays about, like, perception. And, like... Yeah. I used to sit there listening to, like, the... In- <laughs> the intercell- interstellar soundtrack. Okay. I thought you were going to say the internet. No. I was like, no. what? <laughs> um, like, just sitting there, like, writing. And, like, Zimmer. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> literally. And, like, just... and. And genuinely look back. And, yeah. like, I always find notebooks from, like, years ago. And I'll, like, find, like, excerpts that I've, ri- that I've written. And I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. damn, she yeah. did. And it's so funny. Oh. But now I'm like, I don't feel like I have the same I know what of... you mean. I totally it's know what so you mean. It's so weird. Is that I age? Oh, it's I that... don't know. It's sad. I think it's... I also think, I think A, it might be age, but I think also it might be relationship status yeah, as well. Yeah. Not that I want to say that, but 100%. Because I just feel like when you're single, you have so much more time for yourself. Yeah. And you can have the creativity and the time to explore all those avenues and get so deep yeah yeah it's so weird because at that time me and you were going like that was when we were literally we were yes girls to the max like we were going out we would say yes to everything i don't even know how i held a job down at that point (laughs) 
Yeah. We were literally going out every night yeah. of the week. I would drink so much yeah. wine. Yeah. I'd, I drank a lot of and beer. And we used to go out all the time. Yeah. And then we, we, I would go um, to work the next day. That's, I don't I even don't remember working in that, that period. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember going to like like the firebug at like three in the morning and being mm-hmm. like does everyone want a drink <laughs> how do we have money i don't know i remember part of that i was paying for a house oh fuck yeah and i don't know how i paid for that house and also managed to go out every night and go to orange tree and drink until they close but this is what makes me sad because i'm so i know that a lot of how I feel now and the, the fact that I don't have that same level of like creativity now is because I'm really content yeah. with life and yeah. I, and I used to think of content as like a bad word mm-hmm. but now I'm like no like I'm just really happy and I'm really yeah. leveled like it's weird because we've done episodes of this podcast talking about the people that we yes. are now and it's really literally. I mean not quite well, but nearly yeah. yeah like we literally talked about people that had yeah owned houses yeah and had stable relationships and knew what they wanted and yeah. like yeah and we're kind of those people now yeah and I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. I'm like... Because I'm in a different level of woke. <laughs> I know that sounds so cringy. But so I'm not... I expecting you to say that. <laughs> what did you think I was don't know. <laughs> I'm... I still feel like me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, 100%. I used to look at these people that owned houses and had stable jobs and stable relationships and be like, you're fucking boring. But the difference is then, I do, I do feel like I'm constantly... my. Okay, so my battle before, mm-hmm. like mentally, mm-hmm. was between... When I first got into this relationship, was between... Being like the party girl, mm. socialite, like but kind you, of yeah, that, that we I, were, that we were, that yeah. I am innately who we yeah. are, and also balancing that with being the like relationship girl mm. of like just genuinely really enjoying being with my boyfriend yeah. and being at home and not doing anything mm-hmm. and not seeing anyone, mm-hmm. but the guilt of being like, well, or not even guilt, but like the thought of being like. The FOMO almost of being like, yeah. no, I don't, I don't want to be the person at home. I want to be me that's yeah. out and doing what I want and being free. So that was that point. But now I've kind of evolved into the point where I'm like, I'm like 80% the, the girl who is just really content with mm-hmm. being, with just doing my own shit. Yeah. Like being in my relationship, but also being so individual within that relationship yeah. and doing my own things. And like... Like I said to Tomo like a year ago, I was like, I I want I still want to go traveling. Mm-hmm. I still want to go and explore and like just learn more about me and like just meet new people and just do whatever I want. Yeah. But also I know I can't do that because how can I if I was going to go and do that without him? Mm. How do we with like hold that relationship? And, yeah. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm not that bothered about doing those things mm-hmm. on my own I want to yeah. do that with him but now what I flip flop back round to is I still want to be that yes girl yeah of, I want to be able to like 
if someone texts me and like, do you want to do this? I want to so say true. yeah and go and do it. Yeah. But the only thing now that gets in my way, which is re- I'm really happy about because before it would have been like anxieties or like things, not physical things, like mm-hmm. things within my head that mm-hmm. would get in the way. Yeah. Now the things that get in the way is literally like yeah. having a dog. Yeah. Or yeah. like having to drive somewhere. <laughs> like it's like the, the so logistics. True. So true. Like, I feel so, like, as Zen put it, like, so woke, like, <laughs> that I'm, like, woke <laughs> on a personal level yeah. of, like, I fucking know, I know what I want, I know what I like, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm still very open to learning more mm. and to being pushed back and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also just want to be able to walk into town and go for a yeah. drink. And, like... And I think now more than ever, with everything opening up and, like, having this long time of being so constrained in what we're allowed to physically do you do want to just go out and do all of those things absolutely and I think I'm glad that I'm still in a position in my life where I really don't have any obligations or dependence Mm, like we have dogs yeah okay they're just dogs like at the end of the day we can there's a way around it we can get someone to look after them like we don't we're in a fortunate position that we can really enjoy this time in our lives mm. and i think that actually being in your 20s and your 30s is is quite a, a challenging time because you're like growing and changing so much and also people around you are too and quite drastically and differently yeah. too um so you kind of are constantly comparing yourself to other people mm. um and i don't know i'm i'm actually really happy that i'm still i was going to say single then but no, i'm obviously not single i mean like childless yeah yeah i no offense to anyone that has children because i think it's really I I the reason I don't have children is because i'm too selfish to well, be this, honest. so me and zen have, have Every single time oh. we see each other, one we of both us is, really want children. Yeah, we I'm want obsessed. Babies. Like I, every shop I go into, I went into Arquette the other day. No, mm-hmm. Uniqlo. I went to Uniqlo the other day, and I was looking at all the baby clothes, and yeah. I was like, I want that. I want, I was like holding yeah. it, like I want that so much. I want to be pregnant. It's I love... so difficult in this, especially age, as a woman. It's as I think it's mid to late twenties. Yeah. I something changed within yeah, me. Yeah, it something feels like changed. you're also in society wise. A lot of people are obviously having babies. A lot of my friends have babies, but also, I think it's just a thing that's society wise as that that says you know what the time yeah. time's ticking. Like in Bridget like, Jones, tick tock, tick tock, Bridget. Yeah, it's so sad it's really sad and that i think that's why i like watching yes sex yes. in the city yeah. i know this i know we're talking about sex in the city again <laughs> but i really i watched the fucking second film right and in my head i'd seen this film before and i saw it when it came out or not long after it came out and i was like this film is so fucking shit no and then i watched it recently and i was like actually this film's quite... It's okay. It's not... It, there's, there's definitely parts of it that are very bad. Mainly the second half. The first half of it is pretty... It's all right. But the thing it highlights is that... 
there's like Carrie and Big are in a relationship that's childless mm. and there's nothing wrong with that and like actually the older I get like I do want children but I'm also considering the fact that if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen yeah, yeah. and like but it do, might not happen for everyone yeah but do you know what okay. I think the, the I think the shift there is the fact that before like in my like teens to like early 20s thinking about having children I'd be like oh yeah obviously I'm gonna have children yeah whereas when you hit that age of mm. oh actually if I got pregnant now it would be normal to keep this yeah I think that is the shift of like oh like yeah if I was now now it's a genuine consideration mm. of like I could have a child yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and actually I'm choosing to not yeah. Whereas before it's like yeah, you're just that's not so true. Because it's not the norm. Because it would be really weird if I was like not weird, but like it would be <laughs> for us woman. in our lives. Yeah, yeah. in the, our friends and our kind of societal Yeah. How I, we are. Like it at twenty it would be weird if we had a baby or like Yeah. I know I know a lot of people that did have babies at that age and actually I have a lot of friends that did have babies that age and there's nothing wrong with that. Because actually sometimes I think you know what, you've kind yeah. of got it out of the way. Yeah. At 40, you'll be able to just live 100%. your life. Yeah. So actually, there's, everyone has their own way of doing it. And me and Zen have said, though, that when one of us gets pregnant, the, the other, other one, one has, has to. to. Because <laughs> it would, like, our friendship, from the moment that we started being friends, mm. like, properly. It's so weird. Because I was talking about this to to Dolly earlier yeah. and I was talking about how we were kind of friends when like our ex-boyfriends were best best friends basically and we were friends yeah but we weren't friends I would friends. say we were acqu- we weren't mm. friends we were like because acquaintances because of anyway yeah it doesn't yeah. really matter why yeah, yeah, yeah but then when we came out of those relationships where our ex-boyfriends were like best friends it's weird how we just became best friends. It's so weird. It's so weird. Because I remember the first night, <laughs> I was so fucking yeah. nuts then. I was so nervous. Like, we really? met. Yeah. Because I messaged you. This was at a point where obviously yeah, we'd actually. both just come out of relationships. Mm-hmm. I was in a really weird mental state. I think I'd just been through some sort of mental breakdown. And I messaged you and I was like, do you want to go for a drink? Mm hmm. And you were like, yeah, obviously, because we were yes girls back then. Yeah. And at that point, yeah. And so we went at or- we went to Orange Tree and I literally, rem- I remember, I remember sitting there and I was like, at that point I had, oh. my anxiety was really, really bad. Like I wouldn't yeah. say that I have anxiety now. Mm-hmm. Back then, 100%, I, it wasn't good. But... I was like physically shaking, and I was rem- so yeah, crazy. I, rem- I don't. I would not have thought that about you at it's all. It's so like, weird, isn't it? I yeah, I I know it's weird because I think that there should be more. I think there should be. This sounds weird, but I think there should be an emphasis on women de- like women dating apps, but not for dating, but yeah, for like friends. Friend- yeah, definitely. Because like it almost. I get what you're saying now, because I definitely remember being nervous. Not nervous, but, like... Well, we'd never had a one-to-one... Yeah. Like, we'd never been on that level before. Mm -hmm. 
Did we meet just one to one? Yeah, it yeah. was me. We, I remember it because I was so anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then as soon as you were there, actually maybe with after like 15 minutes, yes. I was like, this is cool. Oh. And then from there, literally, it's so lovely. Like, oh. it's like, yeah, it's really lovely. Oh, it is really weird that we had known each other or known yeah we'd known each known of each other for quite a while before then and then we actually became yeah. quite good friends very good we friends. were literally like every After single that, night we'd literally see each other for every yeah. day hello we've just had a little a brief interlude of um refueling <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think we'd had like a couple of drinks on no food so yeah <clears throat> we're back we're back, we're refreshed, we've refueled, and we're back. So we were talking about um, the point in life that we are at now, which is weirdly, weirdly contrasts with like our earlier podcasts, mm. because we were, yeah. we were just like, I, I definitely think in over lockdown specifically, I have like mentally matured. Not yeah, I wondered where we, where we would be if we didn't have a lockdown. I don't know. I seriously don't know. Yeah. I think it... Because like you just said, I think it's given time for people to mature and change and grow as they've needed to. Mm. And it makes me wonder where we'd be. Because I... Literally before lockdown, I kind of had two jobs and I didn't have a day off and I didn't have time for self-care and self-reflection. And I know that sounds really cringy and like... It, but it's true. Like, you need that. Cringy, yeah. Which leads us on to mm. our loves of the week. Love of the week. So what is your love... Do you have a love of the week? Yeah. Go but on. my loves of the week are always a bit shit because they're always quite, like, broad. I think mine's sort of broad. Okay. I feel like, like a, I don't know. So mine is influenced by you. Oh. So last time I, chat, I like spoke to you, mm-hmm. we were talking about reading. And yeah. you were asking me like if I've been reading much. And I was like, no, I literally have been reading the same book since like last year or mm-hmm. like the start of this year. And then you talk, showed me Goodreads, mm. and I was like, and I've had, I had an account before, but I never, I just had it. Yeah. I never actually explored it or used it or like looked at reviews or left reviews or whatever. And it made me really excited to mm. read, and I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go and read, I'm gonna finish this book, and blah blah blah. And I have, and I went, oh. I've been, I went away, I finished the book that I was reading. Nice. What book was that? I don't know what it was called. The murder. The oh, the sister murder one. My sister, the Mer- serial no, killer. No, I read that. No. Um, oh, the 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 one. The Thursday guy that's, murder club. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Did you enjoy was, it? No. Oh, no. yes, but okay. no. Okay. So okay, so let me. I'll talk about that mm-hmm. and then. So, I finished that book, but my love of the week is Goodreads. Mm. Is reading, but also Goodreads as the motivation to read. Yes. I'm quite opinionated in my own way and I mm. like being able to like s- share my thoughts yeah. and, and like I like the thought of other people reading my reviews and being mm. like oh well, that's interesting and not like not reading something because of what I've said but just being like oh that's an in- it's interesting that you yeah. read that and you took that from it yeah totally because I think a lot of people take different things and I think this is also when I've 
verbally talk to other people about books sometimes there's hype around a book and then that makes me not like it 100 percent yeah yeah so Mm. yeah good reads for that reason is my Mm. favorite is my love of the week because it's inspired as you as you are my love of the week but as well in in kinship with good yeah with good reads do you know what The, the app is not very well designed no but the idea and the concept of the app is very yeah. good, I think. I just need to say, if anyone wants to follow me on on Goodreads, because I need more people... Because yeah. what, also what I've done is gone through every single person that I'm following or friends with mm-hmm. and looked at all the books that they're either reading or have read or rated or whatever, and then I've, like, read into that. And, like, it's if you like reading and you need inspiration to yeah. read, I think it really motivates you because it you does can, like totally does yeah because it also gives you the option to do like your ch- uh, like a reading challenge yeah have so, you done one i think i've done mine to not a high at all i think i did mm-hmm. like 20 for, for the whole year yeah but that's good but, it gives you like something to aim for exactly and, like, yeah so I've, every second that i have <clears throat> where i usually would have just like put the telly on or put like a, just a shitty something on mm. or just like scroll through instagram mm-hmm. i've just not been doing that and i've just yeah. been reading and it's been honestly so nice oh i'm so glad i'm so I, you've got i love I'm it so i'm so glad happy. i love i love that i love that i think i, I think goodreads is, is literally what you just said mm. and it it's really motivated me yeah. and i just think it's a really cool platform definitely and i think that reading is really it's a really easy way to learn more because even 100%. if you're reading fiction, like you still learn more about yourself and about other people and this people in these stories and whatever. Like, I know it sounds really geeky and probably a really teacher thing to say, but like, reading is so valuable, and Definitely. I just, I just, I love it. I love reading. Yeah, I love it. So the I just finished um the Thursday Murder Club. Mm-hmm. I left a review if anyone wants to go and read it. I will read that review. <laughs> but essentially, I didn't not like it, mm-hmm. but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was, because I think I was sold on the title of it being like a murder mystery. Mm. But actually, I think it was more like a story of like friendship yeah. and love and like the trials and tribulations of life mm. as opposed like the but murder But from a wasn't... different perspective, because I don't think I've ever maybe for me maybe not for you but i don't think i've ever really read a book from that older yeah, generation no, perspective that's so true, yeah but also because i know richard osmond mm. from like taskmaster yeah. and his show yeah he annoys me oh okay. so i'm reading it and i'm okay. like i love his style i love yeah. his i love the characters like joyce yeah. i fucking loved joyce yeah. and elizabeth was a big girl yeah loved elizabeth but i was also like I know that you're not them. Mm. I know you're writing as them. Okay. So I think I don't think it's a reflection of the book necessarily. I still think it's a really mm-hmm. well written book and the tone was really good. Despite maybe a few things, I think it was just my preconceived mm. thing going into it of it being him that had written it. See, and I've also not the hype. The, see, I've not watched him on Taskmaster. Oh, he's so just, I don't. He's really nice. Like Jack but... said, he's a comedian, but I don't know who he. I've not really seen yeah. much of him. I don't. But the, the, this is the thing the hype and yeah. what. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I read. Um, 
for example, we're going back to Dolly Alderson, but I read everything about love, not knowing anything about the author, really enjoyed yeah. it. And I, not Oliphant, I, I really didn't that read book. that book because initially because yeah. I knew everyone was hype. There was a massive this hype. This is and I was the like, thing. No. It's really it's it's a fine line, isn't it, between like 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 knowing enough about something to be like oh taking an interest in something and wanting to read it, but then also the other side of it is that there's so much hype around it that you're like mm, I don't know yeah. like I don't want it to be ruined because of what this person said about yeah. it and yeah. yeah but that is so like what you said before like reading and also i suppose like tv and film is such a personal thing and like subjective we, yeah it's a form of art isn't it really it, yeah and like we could be so similar mm. but watch something or read something and just completely just not get the same yeah. thing from it and i totally. think so like the thing of like the Ele- eleanor off for Oliverson, but yeah. <laughs> I started reading it and I couldn't. I hated yeah. it, but you enjoyed it, and yeah. I'm like, that's that in itself mm. just shows. You know when you're really you've you've seen something or consumed something. Say if it's a book, if it's a vlog, if it's some kind of output. If you've consumed it and you like really raved about it or thought it was really amazing, and you tell someone. It's like putting an expectation on it already. Yeah. And that person then has this expectation. And when you've set an expectation, it's really... I think it's more challenging for that thing to fulfil. definitely. Because their expectation might be completely different to someone else's. Mm. Um, But no, yeah, I I think Goodreads is really great. I wish they'd improve the app. Yeah. I wish they'd get some kind of app developer, but I'm not going to be judgmental because <laughs> um, it is still the concept of the app is really good and I really enjoy mm-hmm. using it yeah um, what what's your love of the week my love of the week is quite a broad love it is gardening <laughs> and I know that that's that I never expected to be a person that would say I love gardening but I love fucking gardening <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like it's happened by accident because me and Jack, my fiance, bought a house last year that happened to have a very, quite a a big garden and it was quite, so I've recently learned that the garden was, before me and Jack moved in, um, a couple bought it about 20 odd years ago and they were married and he was a he was a uh what are they called no he was a caretaker mm. is it caretaker of a, a school okay. nearby there's like loads of schools nearby he was like a caretaker and he'd basically work all morning and then in the afternoon he'd have like the afternoon off and i've recently found this out because when we bought it they'd been divorced for quite a few years so we bought it off the woman who'd been in this relationship Anyway, they got divorced about a few years before we bought it. And um, it was really the guy that kind of loved gardening and like started doing a lot with the garden. And then it kind of overgrown when they got divorced. And that's such like, yeah, like, what's the word? It's, it's like almost like poetic. Yeah. Like, that's like, 
totally sad yeah it is sad because like when we viewed this house we met the woman that owned it and she was in a relationship with this guy and they were both really she, nice. Was she the one whose husband, previously her husband? Yeah, had so they, okay, I yeah. think they'd been divorced at least three years, maybe a little bit longer. But they bought the house and lived here for quite a long time and then got divorced. Um, they didn't have children or anything like that. Um, and I didn't, because we bought the house, like I knew a bit about the woman, but I didn't know anything about the previous husband. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently like, because when we moved in, it was really overgrown. There was a lot of stuff that needed to be done, but there was this really good greenhouse and like vegetable patches and stuff. Um, so there was a lot of like foundations of stuff that could be done. And since like Jack really doesn't take much pride in his garden. Yeah. Pride or interest really in Apart from mowing the lawn, which I feel like is... Yeah, he just mows the grass, basically. That's all he does in the garden. And picks up poo. And picks up dog poop, yeah. And also empties... There's a wheelbarrow out there. He will empty that into the bin. Anything to do with the bin. That's his job. (laughs) He's fucking obsessed with bins. (laughs) My feminist energy leaves my body when the bin gets mentioned. (laughs) Um, so yeah I've really gotten into gardening and it's just and it sounds really cliche and just it's just you know when I say this you're gonna be like but when I say that I like being in the garden and being in the greenhouse and just being out there makes me so happy and it is like a form of self-care for me like it's just I don't know like we went away for two days this week and I was like oh I hope my plants are okay like I hope I hope the tomatoes that I've planted are all right sounds really stupid but there's like a satisfaction that comes with actually growing something and like the care and attention and effort you've put into something planting it and making sure it's got light and water and everything Mm. like that like it's it's like a it's like a weird satisfaction and it's just I'm really enjoying learning about plants and I feel very lucky very 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 uh fortunate to have landed a house that has such a big garden Mm. because we didn't necessarily want a massive garden but we said we wanted a garden of some kind when we bought a house and we've ended up with a house that has yeah like and I've been learning a bit because the house that we live in is a 1930s house and because it was built in the 1930s they kind of built houses at that time because there was a war with the kind of anticipation of like people are going to want gardens because as rations people are trying to grow their own produce and stuff Mm. so they a lot of 1930s houses have enough space so that they could have vegetable patches and like space Mm. for growing stuff so that's why you find a lot of these houses have really long gardens yeah yeah it's cool right um so yeah, I feel really lucky that we've got this and I didn't really anticipate having an interest in growing stuff and like but now I'm I'm like growing flowers and growing vegetables, like 
it's really horrible weather right now. I'm like, you know what? My plants are going to love it. Yeah. And I've been watching Gardeners World. <laughs> I know that's really, really like, I don't know, stereotypically an old person thing to do. But fucking hell, I love it. I love that show. <laughs> I cried at that show last week. Honestly, <laughs> I cried at it because... There were people like growing things, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so beautiful." Um, but, but I yeah. suppose you're like you're literally like nurturing life. Like it is, it is a form of life. Mm. Like you are, it it is a bit mental. You will plant a seed or or, yeah. or whatever, and you will literally tend to it until this thing has grown and you're yeah. like I've I've done that like I've helped you with that and it's weird also being in a garden that I've not having like my own plot of land that I don't really know exactly what's growing here already because there's a lot of stuff growing yeah. here that I've had to discover like what it is and how it needs to be looked after and then I've also planted things to go with it like I don't fucking know anything about gardening mm or growing things or anything like that and that's what's been fun like I feel like I hate myself and if I had said this two years ago I'd be like ill what the fuck (laughs) but like I really enjoy it I fucking don't I have a bit of time in my life to like do this shit and I love it but I think Mm. it makes sense like you've got that you've got a beautiful garden and also I think it's poetic in a way mm. that that guy mm. clearly from what you've said loved t- gardening yeah. i like i feel like you need to meet him i do because i think oh my god it. we got a letter sent to the house the other day that was addressed to him that's the did first you, thing i've not opened it you need to search him on facebook yeah i know his name you i should search him you actually. should send him, genuinely you should send him a message and be like hey like just so you know, the garden's in good hands. Because like, it is an emotional thing. Yeah. Like I, My only experience with gardening, really, is like because I've never had my own garden where I can grow things within the actual soil because I rent, is like having like tomato plants or growing in like grow bags. Mm. Like last summer, I grew... You one, had so much stuff growing though. But but I grew one specifically one marrow, mm. which oh you loved the marrow. But do you know what? <laughs> the reason I loved it is because it reminded me so much of my granddad. Yeah. And weirdly, I think that not to be this like stupidly like emotional person, which I am, but it is, it is such an emotional yeah. thing. Yeah. And I, that's what from when you were talking about it then. That's literally that energy was that you were putting yeah. out was just like. It, it is like a meditative like yeah it's such like an almost personal experience growing it's it weird it's really weird and i love but... that it is only me that like i'm glad that jack doesn't really Ooh. like take an interest in it mm. so much as i do because it's my thing and it's something that i really enjoy doing and just get a lot from yeah and I can be like in the when stuff starts to actually grow and like we get to eat a cucumber or oh, whatever. I can be like I grew this. Yeah. And my time and energy went into this, and I just oh, it sounds so stupid, but it is really. I know it's such a little thing, but it, I really love that. Mm. And I think it's because of lockdown. Yeah, I think You've if had lockdown, more time. yeah, yeah. 
I think lockdown really gave me a different perspective of things and to start appreciating little things because before I'd literally not have a day off to do mm. anything like this. So I'm really grateful for it. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. But I think with lockdown as well, I think so many people have discovered new things. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I know you think you saying that is good, people are going to be like, oh, yeah. like gardening. But I genuinely think a lot of people will, not necessarily gardening specifically, but it will resonate because I think, like, so many people have got into, like, so many people have got into fitness mm. or, like, not, or, like, things like similar to, like, gardening which yeah. is a personal almost meditative thing that you're choosing to yeah. do take time and for there's yourself an from it yeah like, there's a i don't know there's a reason for doing it yeah. right yeah yeah you're putting your time into something and i keep like recently i keep thinking about the phrase like when people say oh i've not got time to do that mm, i hate that and i get it because i was one of those yeah, people yeah exactly i know i know how that feels because when i'm working i feel like that mm. but in my personal life i was saying this to my friend like you have to make your own boundaries with mm. your with your time You're and i think so right if if that means not if that means being selfish in some ways I think when you get to a certain point, you do make those boundaries and you're yeah. like, no, actually, this is important to me. Yeah. And yeah, to you, like, oh, actually, I, I don't want to do that because I need, I'm, I want to go for a run. That might not seem like a big thing to mm-hmm. you, but actually that's like something, like with your, like gardening, like mm. I've put so much time into this and like... No, I completely get where you're going with it. I think the older that you get, you do realise more that there are boundaries and it's, it's weird because we're talking about like being these yes people and I think there's like a really there's a balance isn't there to being like a yes person and being like up for living life and I say that and I'm literally thinking about TikTok I'm very addicted to TikTok oh no um but yeah like you need to live your life but you also I think that's what the great thing about in your late being in your late 20s and your early 30s is that you've come to the realisation that, like, yes, you've got a life to live and, like, live your best life and whatever, but also you're at the point in your life where you can make boundaries and create those boundaries to live your best life. Yeah. Because actually... Because living your best life in your late 20s is very different to living your best life early 20s. Because when we were more so, like, the yes people of being, like... It was very much related to like just pop, like drinking a lot and not really giving yeah. a shit about anything. Yeah, we probably actually, well, definitely, I wasn't the most mentally healthy person, mm. so I was prioritizing, and I think which I think is I really love myself for, but I was prioritizing the me in the moment. Yeah, as opposed to the mm. like me actually tomorrow or yeah. the next day whereas now so true i'm like i think so much more about which maybe Future is not a good thing maybe that's not a good thing i think this, no this i think the... there needs to be a balance like i don't maybe it's not that there needs to be a balance but i think there is more of a balance when you get to this age mm. and i know we're only talking about the sake of like three four years but there is there is I a balance and i know we only talk oh jeez oh my god apparently Siri doesn't understand <laughs> um but no there is a balance and 
I think you won't, it's really hard, it's really annoying to say, because if there are millennials listening to this, they're going to be like, whatever, like, well, older it people even, think they know everything. Yeah, but, but it won't be millennials, we're millennials, it's, it'll be Gen, Gen Z. Z, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever, like... Whoever you are. People that are younger than us are going to be like, oh, you think you know everything. But honestly, like, I don't... I literally don't think I know everything. But I know that I didn't know... I know that I'm not the same person that I was five years ago. Even, like, two years ago. Yeah, Yeah. even two years ago. Completely. But that's it. I swear you're... Well, I mean, it's only because I've only experienced up until this point. But I've never grown more than I have in from like early 20s to mid to, to now yeah. to mid to late 20s like yeah. mentally like personally it's so it, crazy it's, it's weird like I don't and I'm not saying that I think I'm I'm a better version of me or that I know more like as in like literally I am very knowledgeable I mm. mean for my for myself I've learned what I need mm. the boundaries I need to set and mm-hmm. actually what makes me feel safe and yeah. like and happy and content and I don't think I knew that three or four years ago absolutely and I think that's why it was easier to be a yes person because we didn't really have like we didn't really have anything we didn't else. need to consider like, anything else yeah yeah completely Questions. 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 We've been sent a few questions. So. So I think each week um, we'll end the podcast with a question from you. Anyone who wants to send us a question. Okay. So. I've got quite a few questions here. If your house was burning down... What would be the five things you would save? Mm. Interesting. Okay. What are the five things you would save then if you were your house was burning down? I would save first. Should we do the first? Should we go to? I'll do mine. You do yours. I'll do mm. mine. Or should we just do all? You do your five. Cool, cool, cool. No, I'll do. Yeah, yeah. we we'll do one each. Yeah. Um. Albert, my dog, first. Yeah, absolutely. Same. I mean, assuming Tomo is safe. Yes, let's assume that they are safe or are able to physically get out of the house. Yeah. So, Albie, my dog. Yeah, A, my dog, Nancy. Second thing, I mean, it's going to be my phone. I think that would be on me, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, but how, this is the issue, how, like, lit- like. I don't think. I think that would just... It's just in my pocket. Yeah, or next to you, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like that's yeah. not a thing okay, I need to say. Okay, that doesn't okay. Um, it's so hard. Do you know what? Like, not... I genuinely don't think I have... Mm. And this just goes to show how mm-hmm. much I don't need anything I know, that I have. Yeah, I'm I totally... Don't, I don't care. I genuinely can't think of one thing that I oh, that I have in my home... I would take my bag. My second thing would be my bag, only because this is very, very shallow. Warning. It's a Louis Vuitton bag. And Uh, also, it's my bag, but it holds other bits in it, like my bank cards, my driver's license, things like that. Do you know what I mean? It'd be annoying to have to. Annoying, yeah. Yeah. And that's, again, a shallow thing, but that's the second thing I would take. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, I would say Albi, I would say bag that has my wallet and phone in it. Mm-hmm. My, and my house keys, not that I'd need it, burnt down. <laughs> and my shoes, any shoes that are yeah. near, and a coat. Yeah, that's very true. I would take a very warm coat. Yeah. And then what? there must be one sentimental thing that I... I'm trying to think of, like, it actually being the case. Yeah. And I'm like, first I want to save plants, but I'm like, there's too many plants to save one. And then also I'm like, would I save... The next, the next, when you say sentimental, I'm like, my photo album. Yeah. That's the next thing I'm thinking, because a lot of those photos that I've taken are taken on film. Oh, that's so, so true, yeah. I wouldn't be able to get those back, and I know that sounds really cringy, probably. I don't But that might does. be, other than, like, I've got insurance, everything else can probably yeah, be replaced. That's it. So, that is so telling, though. Like, none of this stuff mm-hmm. is necessary yeah i mean it is obviously like it's nice to have a telly it's nice to have. i a think sofa. jack would say a telly the tv yeah definitely yeah. i'd love to playstation and save. tv yeah i think i think our oh, things might be quite different it's funny though when my house was burning down mm-hmm. i didn't literally there was nothing the only thing that's that I, the thing yeah because you, you're just like i don't know i think it's there re- I know this is really bad to say, but I don't think there's anything that I... No. Maybe this. So, another question, and I think it's kind of related to things we might have talked about previously, today. Are the characters of Sex and the City good role models? Mm. they're good role models of that time i think if you were going to shoot sex in the city today they would be very different i think that you've got a selection of four white females that are straight as well and i think that it's not really if if it was now not to say that 20 years ago, there were no people like this. But I think that it doesn't... It's not a good representation. Like, I think True. that sometimes you need to see yourself as, like, I don't know, a mixed ethnicity or, like, a different ethnicity um, or a different sex. Like, maybe you're bisexual, maybe you're trans, maybe... I don't know. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, maybe they needed something else. If it was to be shot right now, I think that there would be a different standard. Yeah. But then I'm like... But I think of that time... Yeah. It but, makes a bit more sense for it to be acceptable on TV because at that time, these things weren't really... And it's ho- it's sad to say, but 20-odd years ago, these things weren't really talked about. The question of, like, are they good role models? I guess I would say yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I agree with what you're saying mm-hmm. 100%, but... But, like, like, maybe Samantha would be, like, I don't know. Like, I I think they're good role models. But when you say role model, you think of someone that is, like... like You, you idolise. Yeah. You? Yeah. And sometimes you can't idolise someone that isn't like you. Mm. Like, someone... For example, if you That's were going so for a job... That's so true. Fuck, like I you can't not even think about see it like that. Someone in... You can't 
say for example you're going for a job and the only people that have ever been employed in that job have been white males you can't really see yourself in that role as like a black female yeah do you know what i mean i I honestly had not even considered that yeah but i think the p the characters taken out ethnicity ethnicity and sexuality i think the characters are very i think the character base is very good in terms of like the broad i think there's a bit of a broader spectrum of like personalities Mm. and preferences um i definitely think there could have been more done with it but i don't i can't really say that as a person that was of that age in that time yeah. So I think we've got a different perspective. Definitely. But imagine if it was remade now mm-hmm. and it was those same four characters, same four actors doing it. People be would really be like... Out of date. Yeah, exactly. That, and so your point is so valid. Like, And I think that's what's so telling of our time. I don't want to go over this again, but like of our generation, that is something that we consider a lot more. Definitely. And I think that it that's a good thing because like that's more representational of our this society we live in. I don't but the thing is as well, I don't think it is necessarily our generation. I think it's pockets of our generation. Mm. But there would have been mm-hmm. people in the in the generation yeah, above us. I totally. Think... We're just more adapted talking about it. Yeah. Whereas then like it's weird because me and Jack were talking about this the other day. It's like there are parents generation or a generation that don't really like talking about money yeah was like i don't give a fuck about talking about money like money is a fact to me like it doesn't mean anything to me it doesn't there's no pride there there's no yes absolutely embarrassment there like if my card gets declined i'm like oh that's yeah it's funny yeah like do you know what i mean it's just one of those things where like i would happily tell anyone really how much i earn because Mm. it doesn't make a difference yeah it doesn't define me absolutely and i think that our generation maybe generations before us took a lot more pride in money in sex in orientation and ethnicity and all of those different things it was you're this or you're this there was no fluidity it was yeah like not i hate to use the word black and white like it was like binary like you're either this or you're this yeah and there's no in between so i think for the time, I think there were good role models. Like I think if you think of, of Samantha as like a character or, or even Miranda, any of them to be fair, at that time to be talking about sex in the ways that they did. I think maybe the only one that isn't is Charlotte. Charlotte. She's totally. so and like she is so prude. She's just annoying. <laughs> but like I don't know if you get this as a as a feminist, like where do you draw the line in like it's hard to explain really, but like I think as a feminist person, you're always like, mm, I'm this, I'm that. I'm, like, really open about talking about these things. But then also, sometimes I feel like I'm too feminist. Do you ever feel like you're too feminist for certain... Feel too feminist when when I'm talking to people outside of my friendship group mm, who totally who, like i know i literally know what you mean though sometimes sometimes in situations whether they be social or work related you can sometimes wrongly i guess scope out 
the people that you're surrounded by and think that you're in, I don't know, a social environment that is woke or like yeah. at the level that you're feeling. Yeah. Do you or know what I mean? You, your expectation of someone is, mm. oh, we're, we're, we're on the same level. Mm-hmm. When actually in reality... You're not. Yeah, and that's that has been one of my biggest disappointments. Yeah. Of meeting new people and, and being like so excited and then mm-hmm. you talk to them and you're like, oh, actually... Yeah, you're like... You don't... Okay. We're not... Yeah, you you like yeah. And, and it's not like a I'm better than you. It's more just like we're just completely yeah. different. We're completely thinking the di- very different yeah. things. Yeah. No, totally. It I thought maybe that it was an age thing and I don't think it is. I'm not trying to be ageist in that respect, but uh it's just weird. I think that there's a class thing. I mm. think there's a age thing and I think there's like a sometimes often a race thing as well where you can be thinking do you know what like our society's progressed so much and I think this is also to do with social media is sometimes you can be in this bubble of like this echo chamber yeah people that think the same as you and you can get so confident that people think the same as you and have the same views and stuff like that and then you can find yourself in a social situation that's outside of that and be like say what you thought you were kind of mm. thinking of scoping that environment out and then actually be in a very different situation yeah. and be like oh I feel like the odd one yeah. out yeah it's so weird isn't it very weird no but that's it is very interesting that you can kind of get so it's like you get confident with like and it's, I think it's also a good thing that you get shot down yeah, from this yeah. level of confidence. Because if you were get that, if you were to really get that high off this confidence that, oh my god, like everyone agrees with me and blah blah blah, you could get this ego that is probably quite destructive. Yeah, and I think that's what that's the issue with like extremist groups mm. because they they yeah. believe so much in they only see what they believe and mm-hmm. they are not willing Open. to understand yeah. yeah and that's probably again a product of their environment and their echo chamber and yeah. they've never known it, anything else totally absolutely so i think it's important to always learn and understand different viewpoints yes even when you're in those situations Mm. where you're like oh no you're all not you're clearly all not on my level yes it's still really important in that environment to think actually you know what yeah you don't agree Mm -hmm. you're not that aware of feminist issues or Mm. you're not that aware of like the fact that racism actually still exists yes yeah um i still can kind of understand your Mm. perspective and like i I think you have to know that that those people still exist and they those opinions still exist so true yeah questions 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 um and then one very very last question is why can't people drive Oh, I'm honestly, I so bef- before you came home, yeah, I said to Jack, I recently, for some reason, have started really, 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 really hating humans to to a really okay. to an extent of like I, I just 
I feel so disappointed by all humans. Okay. And I was like, I don't know why. And in that moment, I realised what it was. Okay. I've been driving a lot more recently, mm. like a lot more, mm-hmm. like long journeys. And that's triggered it. Yeah. Because people don't fucking indicate. Why the fuck are people... People... Do, send, I want to know who these people are. People don't are. indicate. So, right, okay. You've got a roundabout. Yeah. You're going Give off first exit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do you indicate? Yeah, mm. I would absolutely yeah. indicate. Perfect. So you're going second exit. Mm-hmm. Is that straight? Would you consider that straight? In this scenario, let's say it's straight. On a I big would, roundabout. On a big roundabout, I would not indicate first. Yeah. But as soon as I passed that first exit, I would indicate. Absolutely. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Seriously, <laughs> what's so hard about that? Is this not hard? It's not. No. It's it. it I hate. It's really. Annoying. It's making me. Because it's not only it selfish. It makes you want to ram people it, in with it your genuinely car. D- I literally, on the way here, Zen, I considered <laughs> it. Because it's not only affecting me, it's also affecting... Because, like, say... I, I, oh, I can't even be... I, honestly, it's taken up so much of my thoughts recently. Yeah. Um, it makes me so angry. Also, on the motorway, oh. people not indicating to change lanes... People driving at 55 miles oh, on a fucking motorway. In the Why? fast lane. In the uh, fast lane. And then disgusting. not moving. My thing is, okay, maybe you're, you've not got that much confidence with driving. Mm. Maybe you're new to, to driving. Stay in the fucking slow lane. Yeah. Stay. But That's then, what that lane's for. But then I'm like, okay, maybe you're not confident enough to move back over. You feel stuck mm. in the fast lane. Okay. I get it. I don't But think... then I'm like, okay, actually, after... 15 minutes of creating a massive queue on yeah. the fast lane and massive spaces to your left and people having to undertake you and Hate cause that. people are just just Hate learn that. how to it honestly i i, I it's exhausting it's exhausting it, i completely <laughs> agree with you on this i've been driving i drive on the motorway now on a daily thing as a daily basically as and a I, commute as a commute yeah i drive on the motorway and I completely agree it's with you. It's just madness. It's really annoying. And I think it's people dangerous. see this the slow lane as like the slow lane. Mm. And like a, oh God, I don't want to go in the slow lane. But actually, that's where you should be. Yeah, if you're you should be at, in that lane. You should be at that fucking lane. If you're driving at a steady pace and you want to stay in that lane... You should be in that lane. Yeah. If you're overtaking someone that's going quicker than you in that lane, then you should be in the middle lane. Yeah. And if you're going really, really fucking quick and you want to overtake <laughs> everyone else, then Go you should the be in the fast lane. Yeah. That's like, it. it. There's, there's no... no more to it than that. Yeah. And there are times when you'll be stuck in a lane because it's really busy, mm. which is fine. Yeah. Everyone just understands deal that. With it, yeah. 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 There's... There's so If there's anyone many here rules. listening who's not quite sure about when to indicate, mm. when to move to what lanes, just let us know. I will happily go in a car with you and tell the you. The thing is, I think there's so many different people think different things of the yeah. motorway. And it's I just get common it, sense. No, but, but yeah, it's common, it is common sense. sense. It is it's common not, sense. So, don't even think of it as like a slow... Like if you're it's not le- a slow lane, yeah. it's just the lane. Like it's I the literally first lane. drive... If I'm going home 
and I'm doing 70 and I want to stay at 70 the whole way home, I'll go in the fucking slope. Exactly. Slope. This is it. It's the the first lane. So if you're... If you're not overtaking anyone and you're at a comfortable speed, I like being in that go lane. in the it's first my favorite lane. lane. Yeah, unless there's someone in front of you that's the slowing you down, then go into the next lane, overtake them, go in front of them, and go mm. back. You should always be in the furthest left lane. It feels like we almost don't need to say this, but also the fact of the matter is, is we that do we drive on this yeah. road on these motorways, and we do need to say yeah. it, and it's really annoying. That's the issue. Mm. We shouldn't have to say it, but we have to. But even in everyday situations. Even even fucking like, walking, walking even on a street, yeah. it happens then. <laughs> it does, it does. People don't know how to walk. <gasps> also, oh. as a cyclist and also a driver, like I've cycled and I've also drove on roads. I feel the pain of both sides and I am a driver that hates fucking cyclists. Yeah, I'm with you there. I fucking hate uh, cyclists. So annoying. Get off the road. Go Get on, off just the go road. On. I know the pavement's not there for you, but just go on it. I just go, go even on when the I pavement. am cycling, I go on the pavement. Abs- yeah, I, and I, I, applaud, the, I thank you for that. Most of the time, if there's a cycle lane there, I'll go on the cycle lane. Yeah. If it's you're just... if you're cycling on a country road and there's a queue of cars behind you, God, uh, I'm sorry, but please just pull over in your car in your I would, bike. I feel like I would hate to be that person. Yeah. So would I. I'd just pull way. over and I'd be like, Let everyone go on. But surely on. that's just what you would do. Yeah. And that concludes our series <laughs> of questions. Thank you so much for listening. I to our rants. Yeah. So it got quite heated yeah, there at the I'm end. Really sorry. To um, any cyclists listening, I all we mean no drivers. But I feel like you'll get it if you're also a driver yeah. and a cyclist. Because yeah. I do both. Yeah. And I hate both. Both. Yeah. yeah. If again, genuine offer, like if anyone's not confident on how that the roads so work, I know it does then, <laughs> and I kind of mean it like that. But also, I'm serious. Like, yeah, I'm because happy I to... think that also, you know, when you do driving lessons, you don't know how fucking motorway works. You don't. I do didn't have motorways. any fucking lessons on no. a mo- motorway. Yeah, I didn't have any. Yeah, exactly. I so... just had to get on the fucking motorway yeah. and have a fucking anxiety. If I'm on, yeah. If I'm honest. Up until maybe last year, I didn't know how to use my mirrors. I just kind of hoped that everything was alright. I drove right. somewhere the other day with my mirror. Just because I'd parked somewhere that was quite tight and I'd put the mirror <laughs> inside. I'd like, what? Move put it. Put the wind, pushed it put, in. Pushed yeah. it in. And I drove somewhere the other day and didn't realise that my mirror had been pushed in until I got to my destination. <laughs> That is the sign of a great driver. You don't need your mirrors. You don't need your mirrors. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, let me know Uh, if you don't need mirrors and you need some tips. (laughs) Cool. Okay. If anyone has any questions, we will be posting on our Instagram, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, Big Girls Podcast. Yeah. Girls with a U. Um, We might, there might be a, a fun little TikTok coming your way as well. Oh my God. Yeah. So keep your eyes peeled. Um, genuinely, please, any questions you have, such as why can't people drive or whatever that question was, or like just whatever. It doesn't need yeah, to be anything. Yeah, it doesn't have to be deep, guys. Yeah, or but it, it can also be deep. can be because we like, do love a we bit of that. don't care. Anything at all, just DM us or email us at biggirlspodcast at gmail.com. Girls with a U. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. I hope you have a lovely 
day or evening or night or morning. And if we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>